Hey everybody, have you considered starting a podcast? We here at Screwball give Podbean a high level of recommendation. Podbean has given us the ability to easily bring you Screwball each and every week on all your favorite podcast services. Use the link podbean.com slash screwball to sign up and save up to 35% annually. You can also use the link podbean.com slash pro slash screwball to sign up for a business subscription. Happy podcasting. Hey everybody, welcome back to Screwball, a baseball podcast, your home for everything baseball. I'm your host, Mike LaPree, here with my co-host, Frank White. Hey, how's it going? Now, in this episode of Screwball, we're going to talk about uh, the season recap. We're going to look back at the 2020 season and give our update on the award winners that we talked about a few weeks ago on the show. Uh, And we're also going to give uh, an update on what the future of the show holds now that the offseason is kind of in full swing. So we'll kind of give you guys a a layout for what our schedule is going to look like, what episodes will be coming, and look forward to 2021. So... At the beginning of the show, we should start with, uh, obviously, an update, like I said, on the award winners. So, let's go through and talk about uh, the manager of the year, rookie of the year, uh, Cy Young, and MVPs. So, to start, uh, the manager of the year uh, in the AL, uh, out of Kevin Cash, Rick Renteria, and Charlie Montoya, went to Kevin Cash. Uh, And in the NL, out of Jace Tingler, David Ross, and Don Mattingly, Don Mattingly won NL manager of the year. Uh, I think both were pretty well-deserved. Uh, it was no surprise, really, to me uh, that Kevin Cash won. No surprise to me that Don Mattingly won. I think that Don Mattingly certainly deserved it in the NL. I think AL, I, I do think that Charlie Montoya, I think, could have gotten a little bit more. Uh, I think he could have won it easily, but it makes sense, Kevin. I know that the writers like Kevin Cash, and regardless of uh, the uh, big blunder that he made in the World Series, I, I, I had a feeling that, all things considered, it would it would go to him. Well, what do you think about uh, who the Manager of the Year awards went to? Yeah, I mean, I think we predicted it pretty well. Uh, I think uh, I would have voted Charlie Montoya, as we mentioned already. Yeah, I mean, Kevin Cash did a, did a great job, but <clears throat> in the playoffs and the World Series especially, uh, he managed himself right out of uh, a ring. He did a good job, and then uh, Don Madden, obviously, you know, he, he what, what can you say? He took a Marlins team that was uh, not projected to do much. Um, I think talent-wise, they had better talent than people really kind of thought. Mm-hmm. But overall, in a you know, normal season, you're saying you're not going to do much at all. And he took them to the playoffs and won a series in the playoffs over a former powerhouse team, too. So, sure. um, you know, it makes sense. We had him predicted as well. Yeah, it, it all made sense, really. Um, you know, a lot of these awards, all these awards, they, you know, whoever you pick is going to make sense. Yeah, sure. So, um, and I believe, uh, you know, the next one, rookie of the year, we had uh, what in the NL was Devin Williams. Yep. And in the AL, it was Kyle Lewis. Yeah, we, again, I think we had this. The NL was a little surprising, I think. Um, yeah, that surprised me a little bit. Compared to us, mm-hmm. uh, compared to our, our, our uh, opinions. You know, Devin Williams had a great year. Mm-hmm. They get one run. Yeah, one runs. Yeah, one run, I think. Yeah, and of course, yeah, they get getting lost for that one run, <laughs> I think. But, uh, of course. But uh, pitch great. Helps that team and help give them a chance to make Hater expandable now. Mm-hmm. Because you have another reliever. But, yeah, he had a great year. You know, I, I think um, you can't go wrong. I think Alec Bowen could have easily won it. You can't go wrong with Devin Williams. So no. He had a great year. And in the AL, Kyle Lewis, this was going to be a close one. Uh, I thought Luis Robert was going to win um, because he's disgusting. But yeah. Kyle Lewis had a great year. Offensively, yeah. I think Kyle Lewis had a better year. Mm. Defensively, Lewis Roberts was like the best outfielder. But Kyle Lewis had a great year. I mean, really did. I mean, we said it. Uh, I think I would have picked Lewis Roberts because I really like him. But Kyle Lewis really probably was the better better choice. Yeah. Um, great outfielder as well. Uh, great hitter, um, mm. had, had had a great year on a team that's not good. Mm. So he had to fight through that, um, and a, and a pretty tough division. Faced the Angels, who 
you know, they're not bad. You face the Astros, who had a bad record, but really played well, a really good team. Yeah. And the A's played good. And even the Rangers had pretty good pitching. Yeah. So they really had to fight through a pretty good division mm-hmm. to get there. So that makes sense. And, uh, yeah, uh, you know, like Kyle Lewis and Devin Williams, I believe they're both African-American ballplayers too, which um, is something in the league was um, kind of uh, in a weird spot because they really weren't seeing African-American players. That percentage was kind of staying low. That's true. So to see two guys, young guys, come through and win this award, you know, that kind of means hopefully the game is growing and you can start seeing that those numbers spread. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, that's that's good for the MLB and good for these two young guys. And, uh, you know, hopefully they have good careers coming up. Yeah, I, I think uh, Kyle Lewis, I think, uh, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was just about, uh, if not unanimous. I think he for, was. Yeah. So I think that makes sense. Obviously, Luis Robert, we both love. So, you know, just got to shout him out. But, yeah, Kyle Lewis, I thought I thought was kind of the obvious choice. And then in the NL, I mean, I guess this is probably my biggest surprise. And that's not saying much because a lot of these picks, you know, a lot of the guys who won here were not really surprises to me. But I thought, I did think Alec Baum had a better shot. But you have a guy that gives up one run all year, even if it is only 60 games. I mean, that's pretty unbelievable. And the guy's got good stuff. So I think he'll fit in well. With the Brewers, Kyle Lewis fitting well with the Mariners. Hopefully, they can build around him now and and hopefully get something going out there in Seattle. But yeah, the, and like you said too, with the uh, with them both being African American, I know that the the MLB had a, you know, obviously I I would think the MLB is is predominantly white or of um, Caribbean, you know, like Dominican and Puerto Rican, Cuban descent, Pacific yeah. uh, Islanders now too. You see a lot more. That percentage jumped way up. Yeah, but the African American percentage kind of was been down. Grew a touch years ago, mm-hmm. and then kind of never really went anywhere. Yeah, but kind of have, plateaued. But you have players like Mookie Betts. Uh, you have players like uh, Adam Jones, the past, recent. <clears throat> now you have Devin Williams and Kyle Lewis. You know, so that's you know African American ball players. You can see these numbers um, start to grow, uh, which means the game's spreading to a younger population, obviously, and into like a um, you know a city dominated spots in the yeah. country. Mm-hmm. You know, you see the, even in the Little League World Series, I've seen the Chicago team there. So that's good. It means the game's growing, and it's, it's growing into spots that we haven't seen a lot of players come from. So sure. So that's what you want to do. You want to grow the game. Yeah, it's great. It's great to see these young guys come through and uh, put on quite a show, especially you know, especially Kyle Lewis. But from there, we can move on to the Cy Youngs. Uh, really no surprise here at all with either picks. Uh, in the AL, Shane, uh, Shane Bieber won it, a uh, unanimous decision. Uh, Trevor Bauer won it in the NL. Uh, I don't know if he was unanimous, because probably because you Darvish had such a good year but either way uh both these guys i i fully i mean shane bieber was a foregone conclusion trevor bowery had a little bit more of a conversation with you darvish there but overall these guys were were awesome all year shane bieber with the exception of that little blemish he had in the in the postseason against the yankees had essentially just about a perfect year or as good a year as you'd want out of a pitcher and and trevor bauer really i mean his, his stock must have just shot through the roof you know if you compare what he would have been worth say he was a free agent last season compared to what he's worth this season. Uh, so for him, it was awesome. For the Reds, they were able to make some sort of push in the postseason, even though they didn't hit anything. But, yeah, overall, I, I think the Cy Young, I think, was the least surprising of the of all the awards here. I didn't think there was much conversation really about it, either of them. No, I mean, straight up, Shane Bieber was the best pitcher in the AL. He was the best pitcher in all baseball. I don't, you know, you can't argue that. But a great year, and they did the right thing. They gave him the award. And of course, he won unanimous, which is a little surprising because, you know, those people, crazy people give crazy people votes. But, um, yeah. 
you know, it's good that he won uh, the award and he really deserved it as unanimous. So that's good. Sure. Um, Trevor Bauer, I'm glad they didn't uh, get crazy with this and give it to Grom or something crazy. But <laughs> Bauer deserved it. And, uh, you know, Bauer as a free agent, you know, uh, he definitely wasn't going to be upset about that. So no. uh, Bauer deserved it. Had a great year. Um, really carried the Reds. It, the only thing kind of you wonder if the what he says off the field and some of the antics on the field, is that going to hurt him? It didn't. And it really shouldn't. Most, mm. most times, unless something crazy happens, so you threw the ball over center field, I can see that hurting him. But, yeah, yeah. Um, but usually, you know, stuff like that doesn't really affect you. But um, yeah, he had a great year, too. So, I mean, Cy Young was pretty straight up. Um, I think we had it picked right on the head. Yeah, so, I think I think most people could look at these choices and their stats and, you know what I mean? This one that doesn't was, mean was, the other guys didn't have a great year, though. No, you, you got to talk about, you know, how good you Darvish was. And obviously, DeGrom's always there, so you don't even have to talk about him, really. Uh, you know, he's a foregone conclusion. Hunjin uh, Ryu, Kenta Maeda. I mean, Kenta Maeda especially, uh, yeah. kind of surprised that he, he pitched as well as he did for a team that needed the pitching like that. Yeah, you so know? I, think, uh, I think that was good for him and good for fans of baseball. Like, oh, yeah, you know, that guy's a starter. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Not this, this mixed guy. People mm-hmm. think of him still as that reliever, starter, or whatever you want out of him, utility guy. But he's a, he's a starter. He pitched great. Um, so that's good for them and uh, good to get some votes. And that helps um, their career, you know, down the line, mm-hmm. getting votes. All star votes and stuff, or um, MVP votes, I mean, it helps your career, helps your your uh, legacy and your Hall of Fame chances. Sure, some of these guys, at least. Yeah. So, then you came to uh, the Crown Jewel Award, and that's um, MVP, AL MVP, Jose Abreu, and NL MVP was Freddie Freeman. AL MVP, we talked about for a while. All three of these guys could have won, obviously, but you really didn't know where the voters were going to go. Mm-hmm. Jose Abreu doesn't seem like he gets much credit. Jose mm-hmm. Ramirez doesn't seem like he gets all the credit he deserves, but he's also a really streaky hitter. And LeMahieu doesn't ever get talked about, even though he's probably one of the best players in baseball. Yeah, surprised he was even top three. Yeah, you know? so all these guys, I'm really surprised all three of them. And it, they all had unbelievable years, but I'm really surprised they even talked about him because no one really, out of three, no one really gets the credit they deserve. Yeah. So I uh, would have picked LeMahieu because he's awesome, but uh, Jose Abreu really was your MVP. Yeah. Home runs and the RBIs and mm-hmm. led a young team right to the playoffs and you know won a playoff series. Or no, they lost to the to A's in the first round. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, yeah. Game three, they went to the you know went to the distance, um, but played great. Um, but led a young team and looks like drove, drove drives in a lot of runs. Oh yeah, yep. He's a great player, so his uh, consistent years really helped him hmm. in this as well. But um, he's your MVP in the AL and the NL. We talked about for a while because I think the NL MVP really wasn't even in the voting. Yeah, I agreed. Yeah, so I think that's what that was surprising to us, but day uh freddie freeman he deserves it mr brave uh long time been there he fought through a lot of good years bad years and then you know now they're good again defensively he's one of the best first baseman offensively you know power guy to the gap gap to gap hitter hmm. uh, doubles triples runs the base as well likable guy and he's the leader of the team he deserved it i know i was kind of surprised that they, they didn't give it to mookie betts because the writers and everybody loves him but really freddie freeman really more sells as your mvp but freddie freeman was your your 1A or 1B mm-hmm. you want to consider him because um, he surely should have won mm-hmm. um, that MVP award and he did um, so good for him good for the Braves but yeah I, I think uh, Freddie Freeman really deserved that he's a real nice guy um, and one of the most likable guys in baseball yeah I can't argue really with these choices I mean all six players your top three for the AL and top three for the NL I mean uh, with the exception of leaving leaving out Marcel Zuna I mean uh, the, the picks couldn't be really any better in the AL, I, I did pick Abreu. <laughs> if Voight was in there, 
I probably would have voted for Voight because I love him, but it's the same thing with LeMahieu, where it's like, I just love LeMahieu, so I'd want to vote for him. But really, when you look at the stats, I mean, it makes sense. Abreu is your MVP. Uh, that's kind of who I thought. And like you said, Jose Ramirez, uh, I'd say the issue probably with him with getting the voting was the streakiness, was that he wasn't the all-year, like Jose Abreu or LeMahieu, he, he wasn't there all year. You know, he had the, his moments uh, where he would get uh, he would get real streaky. So... Uh, as far as yeah, as far as the AL, Jose Abreu was pretty obvious in my mind, and NL I thought could go either way. Uh, my personal vote, like we talked about, both of us would have wanted Freeman out of these three guys. Um, I did really think that Mookie Betts was going to get it because I thought that the writers just love him, and I thought that uh, he would get a little bit of a bump because they won the World Series. I thought that that would give them quite a bit of a uh, of a bump, but um, I'm glad that they that they chose Freddie Freeman, well deserved. No disrespect, obviously, to Manny Machado either, who I think kind of gets left out of the conversation. Manny Machado had a great year, an exciting Padres team that I'm sure he's going to play well uh, for quite a few years with them. But yeah, Freddie Freeman and Jose Abreu are your MVPs and uh, uh, well-deserved, in my opinion. Uh, Before you move on, though, what did you have? Uh, Ryan Tapera? Didn't he get an MVP vote? Was it? He got a top 10 a MVP vote. He's a reliever for the Cubs. Got yeah. On accident. They said it was a mistake. To yeah. I mean, to hit it or whatever. And he, he hit it or sent it in. Mm-hmm. So that just touches some of these guys with these votes. But yeah. Um, I believe Marcel Zun ended up like fourth in voting. Which, yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, I just want to bring up that. I think it was Ryan Tapera, his name is. Uh, yeah, it was. It was. Tapera, Terrera, something like that. It was Ryan, yeah, Tapera. But, I believe uh, it is. Yeah, he I, got a vote. Yeah. And he, I don't even really know if he had that great of a year, but he got a mistake vote. So that'd go down on his uh, references, uh, stats and references in his career card. So good for yeah, him. Yeah. A mistake is a mistake, but he'll take it. Yeah, why not? Ain't going to hurt but nobody. Yeah, I was in the MVP running. <laughs> I had no a big, good year. No big deal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Use a little bit of leverage when he's doing a contract negotiating. Sure. You know? Yeah. <laughs> he should. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, as far as this episode goes, we don't have a whole, uh, obviously the off season is kind of, you know, other than the awards, kind of a little bit uh Obviously, in the beginning of it, there's not a lot of signings, not a lot much to talk about. Just to run through maybe some news pieces, though, before we get into a little bit more of a, of a beefier conversation. As of recording this, we just found out that Mike Clevenger is going to undergo Tommy John surgery, as well as signing a two-year deal with the Padres. So, for him, you can basically write him out of 2021. He's not going to pitch next season. At least you would hope that the Padres don't push him like they did leading up to the playoffs. Uh, which, But that also means that he should be ready to go 2022 for that second year of the contract. You know, we wish our best to Mike Clevenger and him getting a, a speedy recovery. Um, and then he comes back healthy and pitches well for the Padres. And then the uh, other big piece of news of the Marlins, their new GM, uh, Kim, Kim Ang, I believe is how you say it. Forgive me if I... If I said it wrong, it's spelled uh, Kim and then NG. It's pronounced Ang. Or at least that's how I've heard the the pundits uh, kind of refer to it. She uh, first, I believe, the first woman to be uh, GM in in MLB. Uh, for, forgive me if I'm forgetting, forgetting the accolades here. Uh, maybe first uh, Asian American. If that's also, I'm not sure if that also went into the accolades list. Uh, so good for the Marlins to uh, a little bit more inclusive. Um, I know some other sports trying to get women more in the fold, at least in the management office and. Um, I know uh, the NFL's got uh, women referees and women, um, I believe there's a woman. Uh, assistant coaches. Assistant coaches and, um, you know, trainers and stuff like that. So a little bit more inclusive stuff is, I guess, always good. I wouldn't be surprised if at some point you start to see women on the field in baseball. I think baseball is a little bit more of the <laughs> uh, sport that are a little bit more uh, approachable for women, you know. So, I, uh, you know, it's good for, good for the sport, good for the Marlins uh, to kind of lead the charge on that. 
so that's uh, two big news pieces that I uh, can really think of that are, are talking points other than uh, um, some the qualifying offers being rejected by four of the six players it was offered to. Uh, Kevin Gausman and Marcus Stroman accepted their qualifying offers, so they will be back with their respective teams, the Mets and the Giants. Other than that, do you have anything that you can think of that I didn't bring up that is really worth uh, even kind of bringing up? Well, yeah, the Mets got their new owner. Oh, yeah, yeah. New philosophy over there. He comes in saying he's going to spend money, he's going to make moves. Uh, players seem to like that. Stroman went right back to him. You know, they, they, they got Sandy Allison back, so the Mets seem like they're going to be uh, making a lot of moves, so they're going to be exciting, exciting fan base and exciting some of the city of New York. You know, you got some trade rumors with some of the players we mentioned, some bigger names and Sanchez and guys like that. The Hall of Fame, we get the list today. Yeah. We announced the, the the finalists, I guess you could say, or the or the the ballot, as you can say. Yeah. So yeah. Um, we'll see that. So we'll have some some things to talk about. It's going to be a big induction class because um, this year's wasn't on, didn't go. Yeah. So it'll go next year. So there'll be like essentially. Two classes at one, so it should be a big uh, ceremony. But we got that going on. Other than that, we have uh, really that's that's pretty much it. I think Tajon Walker signed signed a one year deal with the the Blue Jays to stay mm-hmm. there. Uh, what was it, Tajon Walker? Or is it, is it Robbie Ray? Oh, maybe you're thinking of Robbie yeah. Ray, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Ray signed a one year deal to stay at the Blue Jays. That's pretty much it. There hasn't been a whole lot, you know, some rumors with Jack Bradley to the Astros and some some stuff like that, but nothing nothing really going on yet. Um, we still got another couple weeks before that yeah. comes in. But that's that's pretty much really our, our biggest news. I can't think of really anything else. No real coaching changes. No, nothing nothing made. We haven't no. mentioned you know Alex Cora went back and Hinch went back. We already mentioned that. I mean that's that's pretty much it. I don't know what else. Yeah. Other than that, uh, you know the the Dodgers not getting punished. Justin Turner not getting punished by the league for the the protocols they broke. Apparently just saying sorry is okay. We're mm-hmm. affecting half a team. <laughs> but if it was in the middle of the year, there would have been a big issue. Oh, Since yeah. The year was over. I guess there's no issue. Mm-hmm. All you had to do was say sorry. So that's questionable how they handled that. But that's pretty much it. I don't know what else we could say. No, no. That. I mean, um, hopefully nothing between this getting edited and posted. Hopefully nothing big happens. You know, yeah. watch LeMahieu will get signed and Springer and Bauer will all get signed in this three-day window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's yeah. That's pretty much it. No, uh, nothing crazy, which is, uh, which is fine. And it's expected early in the year. But things will heat up pretty quickly. Um, it only takes one domino to fall and 15 of them go. Or trade. Yeah. And that'll shake the world. Should be exciting off season. Should be different with, the, with everything going on. Yeah, hopefully but, these guys get uh, get some uh, good contracts, the contracts they deserve. Because I know the off season is projected to look pretty rough for some guys. You know, I'm sure the big boys that are owed their money, like LeMahieu and Real Muto and those guys, will get theirs. But, you know, you do hope that... that you don't have an off season where all of a sudden it's February and there's just a bunch of people lingering and a lot of good players lingering and they don't know where they're going. You know, hopefully it doesn't turn into something like that, you know? Yeah. yeah. Well, they got to use an alternate site again to just get these guys trying out and practicing so yeah. they're in shape. So when someone's ready to sign, make a sign. So hopefully we don't have anything like that. That's it. Yeah. Well, the other thing that uh, we wanted to really bring up and talk about other than our obvious, you know, our trivia question and, uh, kind of our schedule to look forward to but the biggest thing i just wanted to it's just a broad topic we didn't really have any structure to it just whatever we wanted to talk about just our overall thoughts on the 2020 season just a reflection on you know the first season of us doing this and our our first reflection on a season is probably one of the craziest seasons in mlb history as far as like uh scheduling issues and world issues and and just you know 
the way, you know, lack of fans and stuff like that. It's just, it's all different. I thought that the MLB handled it pretty well. I think that in the beginning it was pretty, pretty rocky. And I thought that it was really not looking good at first. We even saw, we even, you know, the flow of the idea uh, around the news and maybe even us, I don't know if we did, but the, the idea of maybe the league shutting down or taking a week off or doing something to, to kind of mitigate the issues they were having. But after they got through those first few weeks, it seemed like everything went out, went off without a hitch. So um, I, I think that there needs to be some sort of, uh, you know, reward there or uh, some sort of good job given to the MLB in that regard, uh, to the players. A piece of metal. Yeah, down, yeah, yeah, just some, just whatever piece of metal that that they <laughs> that they designate as the the award. But yeah, I thought that the the play was good. I thought you could definitely see there was some uh, some rust on the players when they first came in. I thought some of the pitchers looked a little rusty and. You could definitely see that it took a little bit for the players to really get going. I thought that the playoffs played a lot different because of the lack of, you know, strain on the guys' bodies. I thought that by the time playoffs came, there was only 60 games, and a lot of guys were still fresh, where 162-game season, I think a little bit more of anything can happen because there's, you know, your better players are either hurt or, you know, they're kind of, after the dog days of summer, they're they're pretty beat, you know? So I think that made a difference in the playoffs. Uh, I thought that the extended extended playoff uh issue was good for the season i don't know if i really don't want it you know to continue uh but i thought the three game series leading to a five and then seven game series i thought was cool that gave a little more baseball which is fine with me um the universal dh I, i love i wish they would keep that the runner at second in extra innings don't like it but uh like kind of i think you brought up either last week or two weeks ago where they would Think about maybe keeping it for the 12th, 13th inning on to where it gets deep into the extra innings. I thought there was some, you know, exciting uh, statistical stuff like LeMahieu kind of getting into the 360, 370 area of average. You saw some guys like really beef up their average that way, 330s, 340s, you know, stuff you don't usually see in a 162 game season really anymore. Uh, I think overall that the season was good. I thought the season was a success uh, in a lot of people's minds, uh, con- all things considered. Obviously, we still got a little bit of ways to go with COVID. I think that we're kind of hopefully approaching the, you know, we're approaching a vaccine here soon, and hopefully we can get some of this stuff under wraps and under control, and the 2021 season can then go off without a hitch. But I think all things considered, the 2020 season I thought was pretty good, and, and I thought there was a lot of exciting play. I don't uh, I don't really have too many big, big criticisms, but obviously there's a little stuff that Rob Manfred could communicate better to the fans. I think that he's probably one of the biggest criticisms I have. Overall, I can't say nothing bad about the players. They they did their job keeping us entertained, and and I, I just overall thought that the season was good. I don't know what, what, what are your overall kind of yeah, thoughts. We had baseball. We had it, and we didn't have it, and then we had it, and we didn't have it, mm-hmm. and we had it, and we played it, and that's the good thing because you know, I don't know how much I could sit here and look at Mike and talk to him if there wasn't baseball. Yeah, you know, 2020 was uh, was pretty crazy. I don't want to say it's all Mike's fault, but... You know, <laughs> yeah, I'm easy to blame. Yeah, he made the podcast, and you know, <laughs> things went off the wall, so you did the math. <laughs> so, um, but uh, it was a great season. It was great. Yeah. Because there was baseball. They fought through. Baseball is in probably the best shape to continue handling this mm-hmm. as their season's past the new outbreak kind of season. Of, mm. of the winter and the flu season and stuff like that. Football's coming to their, their best parts and they're struggling. Basketball's going to kind of start back up and hockey's going to start back up kind of when things are still kind of 
you know, in that flu season. Baseball's going to be past that and fight through into the warmer days, which, you know, usually it's a lack of spreading and a vaccine will be out by then. So baseball's probably in the best shape to, to have a normal season next year. Mm. They already have fans. They're already, they're already saying they're going to have fans. The percentages, we don't know, but they're going to have fans in the stands in 2021 unless something crazy happens, which, you know, don't count that, don't count that out. But yeah. um, fans be back would be great. I mean, it's going to be hard to to go to a game and not feel some sort of emotion. Agreed. Especially as someone who went to a million baseball games, minor, professional, anything. To, to not go to a game, I mean, even a minor league game in a year was tough. To not yeah. see minor league baseball was tough. To not have the highlights of a minor league game or to go look at the, the standings of minor leagues or, or get that was, was tough because you knew that how much that impacted teams and players and, and the people, just the people involved that no one really talks about. Yeah. Because there's a lot of people involved, mm-hmm. actual human beings, normal people like me and Mike here. So to get them back doing their thing would be nice. Um, but the season this year was good. They fought through. Um, obviously, there's some things that were touch and go and some things that uh, could have went better. But, you know, you, you can't really complain about having a season, having a World Series winner and, uh, you know, having excitement, having baseball to talk about. Uh, but 2021 is expected to be normal for the most part as of now. Fans be back, which would be great. Hopefully, we'll have our fantasy league back. Um, we'll have an, we'll have our trip this year, which is usually uh, some of the best times we've ever had mm-hmm. as a as a group of our friends, um, seeing new stadiums and seeing new stuff. You know, it was it was it was good. We had a good you know first uh, year of our podcast here, which we're not quite out in a year, but you know first full season. What can you say? You know, yeah, we just had tough circumstances. Which everyone has. Um, we did the best we could, and I'm just glad that we can kind of talk baseball and continue to talk baseball and hopefully talk normal baseball and not to worry about all this crazy stuff that we've mm-hmm. dealt with. But we'll be there. We'll be there soon. And yeah. we'll have uh, baseball again before we know it and <laughs> warm weather again. Yeah, that's that's what I want is warm weather and baseball back. Yeah, but, uh, I mean, we'll have some rule changes. We'll have – it's going to be exciting. I missed the All-Star game. Yeah. I missed the voting for it. I missed the Home Run Derby this year. You know, you missed the commercials and seeing it. You missed the Sunday Night Baseball where there's, they're in the stands with the people and they're chanting. And even when they had the fans back, they were so spread out. And uh, you don't really know who, if they're even fans of the teams that were there or was there because it's baseball. So you didn't really get that, that real feel. So if they can get, you know, fill the stadiums up at least half percent, you know, half crowd and, and the fans of that stadium. And, you know, you'll get that, that electricity back and guy jumping over three seats to get a ball and you know you know you miss all them little things yeah so we'll get that back and yeah all in all it was a good year some players uh had some great years raised their career lines and their stat lines and some guys um you know batted barely hit the interstate yeah yeah Uh, (laughs) under mendoza line a lot of people way over 300 Uh, one guy Devin williams get one run yeah you've seen some of the crazy stuff we expected um not quite the 400 average and the no runs and you know those things that people wanted to see. You know, we've seen some crazy stuff. We've seen some consistency out of the consistent players, no matter what. If it's they play 10 games, they play 150 games, they play 300 games. The, the Mayu kind of players are going to still do their thing, and that's what we've seen. I mean, I don't know what else we can really say. Just, you know, it was overall a good year. And uh, we just hope, you know, we get back to normal. Yeah. A normal year where we can kind of see and kind of go about our business um, as everyone else can go about their business in a normal way. Yeah, let's hope that, uh, you know, 2020 is kind of the COVID year, and let's hope 2021 is the recovery year. We start to see uh, COVID 
it's not just going to go away overnight. Hopefully it starts to just fade away. We still, everyone uh, hopefully can get vaccinated and we can kind of start to get this thing under wraps, like I said, and under control. And then, you know, we, we don't have this idea because it's, it's also going to take a little bit for people, for a lot of people to be able to go in crowds and feel safe. So hopefully we can get back to a point where maybe, you know, midway through the season next season, or hopefully even, even sooner, or maybe even opening day, we have a point where, people can feel safe to be in a full crowd like that and to be next to each other and not uh, have that second guess, that second thought in their head. And I think that, you know, there was something missing. You could tell not having fans in the stands, you know, where you could just, I mean, it was cool to just hear the crack of the bat and you could get a better idea of like how uh, powerful these guys are, yeah, especially the guys talking to each other on bases or yelling from the dugout. And... Yeah. You got the little things that you don't get at all when you got the constant chatter of fans in the, in the stands and stuff. But there's, especially in the playoffs, there was that, there was that aura that you were missing, like that electricity in the crowd that, that you kind of even feel through a TV. So I, hopefully we, we start to get uh, some sort of, hopefully, like I said, 2021 is more of a year of recovery and, and getting back to, to uh, normal life, you know, yeah. or, hope, or uh, maybe it's a new normal. I don't know yeah. where we go after this, you yeah. know, you know, you you miss out on you know the playoffs and the, and the electricity, and you miss out on you know the fans pumping up the crowd and pumping up a team, and you know seeing a comeback or seeing. I mean, imagine we had full fans of Rays and Dodger fans and other baseball fans when Brett Phillips gets a base hit and just stumbling, bumbling, everyone's falling down and people scoring. I mean, imagine the yelling and the screaming. And the, you know, mm-hmm. um, it would have been off the off the charts. And yeah, Texas want you know the Rangers want to fill their new stadium and. You know, some of these teams who have newer stadiums want to fill their stadium. I mean, every team wants to fill a stadium, but you know, they didn't get a chance to see it in a full fact, see their their show off their stadium and, and get the fans to feel feel like it's home again. You know, we didn't get to see that. We didn't get to see some of these young guys. You Mike Trout in, in his tw- age twenty seven season. That's supposed to be your season. You know, we didn't get to see all that, and so you know, we missed a lot of things. But we we got baseball. Yeah. So all in all, you can't be too disappointed. We just hope that we get a normal season um, and we get things back and. It's something about being at the game. I think it's the best sport. I think it's the best sport to go watch in person. You don't miss nothing from watching in person from watching on TV. Football, if you're in person, you know you don't get to see the you know the flags and you don't get to see you know all the replays because football you need replays. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, basketball, you can't get to see a lot of the fouls and some of the stuff. And, and hockey, again, you can't really see some of the fouls and some of the hits and and some of the you know, yeah. the overhead. Um, but baseball, you can you get exactly what happened. <clears throat> on TV as you did in person. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You missed nothing. So, Agreed. Um, something about that. It, it didn't seem like, you know, we had a spring or a summer because of, we didn't have baseball. We didn't have that baseball to talk about most of the year. We didn't have that chance to go out and go watch it. So it seemed like you missed it. Almost mm-hmm. like you, you, you know, you woke up, it was, it was, it was cold and you went, you know, you went to bed, it was cold and we wake it up again and it's cold again. Mm-hmm. You didn't get that baseball season. It's a shame, but we did the best we can. Everyone did the best they can and we have baseball. We had baseball and, Hopefully, 2021 is normal, and you gotta get them. Gotta get the fans back. You gotta get the fans back. Cause I don't know about you, but I believe the last game. What was the last game we went to? It was the, the ALCS between the Yankees and the Astros. I mean, it don't get no crazier than that. You know, as far as uh, maybe an ALCS goes or games we go to, that's the craziest game overall that I've ever been to. Oh yeah. You know. Oh yeah. So we we missed. We kind of were teased with one of the best games and one of the best atmospheres we've ever had. To not having anything. Sucks. It so, really sucks. Um, we'll be back. Baseball will be back. Fans will be back. And you just count them days down. And you just hope them teams, the Dodgers, as much as I don't like the Dodgers, they don't get to celebrate mm. that World Series trophy. Yeah. They don't get to celebrate the All-Star game they had. 
Does mm. that get rescheduled for them five years from now? The team who has it this year, where is it supposed to be this year? Oh, God, I couldn't tell you. I forget. It's in the NL again, I believe. I'm not sure. I, I'd have to look it up. I'm not sure. Yeah, I don't even remember now. I can't even think off the top of my head of where it would be. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I can't even think. Maybe it was Texas. Maybe it was the Rangers. Oh, you know what? I think it was Atlanta. Oh, that makes sense. They have a new, new, new stadium. stadium. I think one of those two stadiums. So now you think about it, now they're supposed to have an All-Star game. Where are they at? Are they going to have it this year? Yeah. And the players who played good this year, you know, they don't even have a chance to make an All-Star team on, put that on their, you know, their resume, essentially. Um, so we missed a lot of the, the, the little things in baseball. We had the game of baseball, but we missed, you know, what makes the game go around. You know, we had the game itself, which is, which is, which is awesome. But the little stuff that makes it perfect, we missed. Yeah. This, the, what makes it a sport and what makes it so fun to watch and to experience and play, you know? Yeah, not just a TV channel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. You know, so we missed, uh, we missed that, and uh, it missed us. But Agreed. We'll be there. We'll be back soon, and me and Mike and the fellows will be in the crowd, and we'll be yelling, and it almost like it, it didn't happen. Yeah. Almost like we didn't we didn't have that year, you know? Mm. Uh, but we got to get to that point. We got to get out of that. The dark ages, I guess you could say, and get mm. back to get back to life. But we'll get there, and we'll yeah. be back in the stands, and we'll be back um, doing our thing. Sure. Yeah, I agree. I uh, let's look forward to twenty twenty one, and and twenty twenty will always go down the record books as that as the COVID year and and the weird year and the shortened year, and we'll always remember it. You know, everyone that experienced it, even you know if you're, you know if you're super super young or you were just born and and you. 20 years from now, you become a big baseball fan, and, and you'll always remember, you look at the history books, 2020 will always be there. So yeah, it's that, it's cool like that, too. That year, you know, what's his back of his baseball card stat? You know, what's that say? Mm. Well, that one year, he only played 40 games. <laughs> Everybody did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That <laughs> was know? pretty good for that season. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you'll have that, you know. It'll be something to talk about, for sure, yeah. once you get past it. Right yeah, now, yeah. you don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. But uh, once you get past it, it'll be something to talk about. Yeah, sure. Agreed. But, uh, so, to move on, to get back to a little bit more of our normal thing, let's get to our trivia question. Mm-hmm. That's why you people are here. <laughs> I know. I need to talk to Mike. Sure. That's it's, true. Uh, it's, we had two first basements win MVP this year in the same year. So, I want to. Uh, the trivia question is when was the last time the two, two MVPs were first basemen in the same year? Uh, there's only been four occasions ever. One year, it was two NL MVPs, it was co MVPs mm. in 1979. That was Keith Hernandez and Willie Stargell. But when the last time it happened? And the answer is 2006. The AL was Justin Morneau, which might surprise some people. And mm. the NL was Ryan Howard, who had 490 home runs that year. Yeah. And it was just an animal. It was just an animal. On cover, MLB The Show, and he did he did everything. But, uh, yeah, so the trivia question is, who was the last, or when was the last uh, time two first basemen won MVPs in the same year? It was 2006. AL, Justin Morneau. NL, Ryan Howard. Yeah, I... Uh, I... I was able to get Ryan Howard. It took me a little bit, but I did get Howard. But Justin Morneau, I forgot about. But then when you hear it, it makes sense. You know, you're trying to guess, like, oh, six, who was the first baseman? You think Big Poppy. You think you know, think some other guys. And then you hear Morneau, and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. You know, it, yeah. it makes sense. Like I said, it only happened four times. 1979, it was Keith Hernandez and, and Stargell. They won co-MVPs in the NL. So that's the first time. Second time was uh, 94. Hmm. Uh, it was um, Frank Thomas in the AL. Mm-hmm. And uh, the NL was Jeff Bagwell. Yep. When the Astros were in the NL, um, 06 Morneau and the AL NL was Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year, Abreu and Freddie Freeman. Yep. So it's only been four times, and that's that's pretty crazy to think because first base is such an, a numbers position. 
Yeah, that's where you, you would think your offensive, your MVP guys would come from is your first baseman. You know, so it's weird that it it's only those four times. I mean, the names are speak for themselves, those yeah, four and years. the first time was only 79. Yeah. And that was because it was co-MVPs. Mm-hmm. I mean, you think about longer than that, you know, Lou Gehrig and, uh, and guys like that, you'd think, oh, somebody, somebody on the other side, you know, Willie McCovey in the 50s and 60s and 70s. You'd think somebody yeah, yeah. would have won MVP together mm-hmm. in the same position, at that position at least. Sure. Two catchers, you're like, wow, they don't, you know, two second basemen, two shortstop. It doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. Two first basemen, they're a number of position. That's your best player. First baseman, third baseman, center fielder. Those are usually your better players, uh, offensively, you know, offensive-wise. So, it's a little surprising, but, um, yeah, that's it. That was our last uh, trivia question to go for the 2020 season. Yeah. The actual 2020 season. Mm. We'll have more, obviously, in the offseason here, but to go along with the 2020 season, that's our last one. Yeah. It was a good one, too. I, it took me a little bit to guess, and you, you had me guess the the other years, too. I would obviously needed some hints, but, uh, you know, I don't know why I always remember Willie Stargell in 79. It's just like he was – Because pops. pops, the We Are Family. He came in that the, season, went in the World Series, and I'm retiring. Yeah. Came in, won the World Series, retired at 50 years old, whatever he was, 30 – what was he, 39? So he was like that, 39, 40 years old, came yeah. right in, and he smoked the ball a year. Yep. Hit the ball out of the Dodger Stadium, one of the few people that ever done that. Mm-hmm. World Series about like 500. He don't care. Yeah. It's really startling. Keith Hernandez surprised me, though. I always forget about Keith Hernandez. Especially as the first base, he doesn't put up the home run numbers and the big numbers. But defensively, he was great. And average-wise, he was really good. Yeah, that's it makes sense. It's just I always forget about him. It's yeah. just, you don't, when you think first baseman, he's not the first, you know, you think big, strong, uh, you know, kind of slow, lumbering guys. Not a big, uh, average uh, defense guy. You know, it's just not what, you, what your mind goes to first as a baseball fan. But, so before we wrap up, uh, we want to talk about our upcoming schedule because mm-hmm. this is our uh, last week for the 2020 season of doing uh, weekly. This is actually the first time we're going to do uh, bi-weekly. Sure. Because um, what we figure in our head and what we discussed about is in the off season, there's just not going to be enough to talk about week o- uh, week after week. You know, you might get some signings here and there we could talk about. Um, you know, and we could come up with topics. Uh, f- you know, baseball is one of the few sports where you could talk about historical stuff till you're blue in the face. But, you know, if we plan on doing this, say we plan on doing this podcast for a while, we don't want to just blow our, all our topics right off the bat. And especially because we blew a lot more than we would have liked to because of you know, the season being delayed so long. So we figure um, that we're going to start doing bi-weekly just for a few months, just until uh, Pitchers and Catchers Report. We plan on, I believe, uh, actually starting uh, February, uh, the first week of February. I think we would be back into the fold and doing every week. Uh, but until then, uh, we're going to do bi-weekly, uh, which means we're going to be off next week for Thanksgiving, back the week after that, off the week after that, and so on. So we plan on doing uh, our off-season episodes, our bi-weekly episodes on the all-time players. So we're going to do, me and Frank are going to create our own uh, top 10 lists of each position and who we think were the best players at their respective positions. Uh, we're going to probably wrap it up with kind of a little bit goofier of an episode with uh, managers and and mascots and uniforms and stadiums and kind of throw a lot of the, the oddities of or the uh, – the other guys of baseball, not necessarily the players, like what surrounds baseball. So we'll talk about that. Uh, and then we're going to start back up, uh, do a weekly thing. Uh, and a lot of the weeks leading up to the season are going to be our predictions episodes, like we started the show with. So we're going to do that for about seven, eight, seven, eight weeks. And we'll have some uh, other episodes in there. Uh, and then it'll be back to normal. Hopefully if the 2021 season is starts April 1st, like it's supposed to, and starts off without a hitch, we'll be back to normal. But until then, we will do a bi-weekly, a bi-weekly uh, episode. So don't, you know, if you if you don't see an episode next week, don't freak out. You know, 
we'll have it recorded for the week after that. We'll have it posted. Don't worry, we're still here. Uh, it's just that you get uh, a week without us, uh, unfortunately. I know you guys. Uh, I know you're not gonna have the trivia question. That's what you're really why you're here. Well, we might but, even do a trivia question. So we're not recording it. We'll just do a. You can throw something out on the Twitter or Monday, the trivia question. Do they answer on Thursday? Even though we're not recording, we'll figure that stuff out. So maybe we'll get you some trivia questions, or maybe this day in history, or something. You know, something. But we'll have something. Uh, otherwise, we'll definitely have the trivia question on every every episode. We'll have a trivia question. Mm. Yeah, we'll do an all time list, which is always exciting. Uh, maybe bring in uh, you know a guest or two to have us to have on and talk about him a little bit. You know, we'll do some do some fun stuff. Keep everybody entertained. But yeah, our schedule will be changing a little bit, and uh, we'll be back full full time in February, like you said. Yeah. And go right back to our predictions and and go right into a a good uh, great year. But other than that, I mean, uh, next week we're not having an episode. Next week's Thanksgiving, so just want to wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. You know, hopefully you can have a pretty normal one. For the most part, you can go enjoy it with the friends and family and watch some football. Because I don't know, I'll be watching football. <laughs> and uh, and uh, hopefully there'll be some news for baseball we'll talk about next time yeah. we uh, we meet up. Yeah, so I wish everybody happy Thanksgiving. I think we had Veterans Day last week, so uh, it's late. But, you know, happy happy Veterans Day to all the veterans mm. and current members of our military. But, um, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Uh, just to touch up quickly. I mean, I, of course, I got my victory Raiders shirt on because the Raiders beat the snot out of the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So, any Broncos fans, good luck next time because uh, you got your ass kicked. <laughs> Damn. It, it could have been 50-something points, but we uh, messed up in the beginning. But uh, Raiders played great, 6-3. Um, and three. They're, I believe, the fifth-best team in the AFC by their playoff ranking or playoff spot in the playoffs right now. And um, looking good. Mm-hmm. This week we play that red team from Kansas City. We play them at the Raiders. Uh, should be a good game Sunday night football. Um, hopefully we can uh, get them twice. But um, they're playing good, playing good football, and I'm happy with them. And I uh, hope they make the playoffs. And they're they got a chance to do something pretty cool. So yeah, and the uh, the Giants won a game. They beat the Eagles. How about that? They didn't just win a game. They're one more win away from possibly winning the division. How about that? Not even, Good God. Not even being for winning it. Four wins might win it. Yeah. That's, that's, whew. What a division. Yeah, I wish we <laughs> played that division this year. Golly, we were undefeated. Yeah, Giants won and helped lose me some money in the bets, so. Yeah, them but, and the Bills. Yeah, well, they, they <laughs> do their own thing, but, uh, um, and Bills fans, you know, as much as people are going to say they're heartbroken, they had four years in the 90s, we were in the Super Bowl, never won, they're fine. <laughs> they have four more weeks of that. Hell married before they they start getting heartbroken, so they're fine. They're like, we're, we've been here. Yeah, we've been there before. Yeah, <laughs> so they don't care. Uh, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, the Raiders are playing good, so that's a little football update. So go Raiders, and hopefully beat that uh, terrible team uh, in Kansas City because no, no one no one likes them, and no one should like them. And if you do like them, then too bad. So Golly. that's how we're, that's where we are with them because I can't stand them. I know you don't. Oh, I, I know you them. don't. So, but uh, go Raiders. There you go. So if that's it, then uh, let's it. let's get the hell out of here. I know you wanna. I know you wanna watch. The, what's the Monday night game? It's Bears and uh, Vikings. Oh, that's right. Division. That's right. Yep. That's right. The monsters of the midway versus the purple people eaters. The fighting doms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Versus the bears. Yeah, versus the, the bears. The bears. Yeah. The bears. So. Um. All right, then we'll uh, we'll get the hell out of here, and we're gonna. I know you're gonna check that out, and uh, we will see you not next week. Uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving next week, and uh, the week after that, we'll be back to start our round the horn uh, 
nine positions uh, ranking list. Which should be really fun. Which, yeah, I'm excited. I can't wait for that. Let's see how our lists shake out. But until then, you can listen to this podcast on Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify and Apple Podcasts. You can listen to this podcast every week on our regularly updated YouTube channel, as well as our website, screwball.podbean.com. You can follow me on Twitter at RealMikeLapree. You can follow me on Instagram at MikeLapree. And you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at FDubs10. You can follow our official Screwball Twitter at ScrewballPod. You can follow our official Screwball Facebook at ScrewballPod. No Ian Screw. And that's it from us, guys. We'll see you next week. Yep, take care.